Hello, everyone. Welcome to Adventures in Lollygagging. We are opening up, looking down at the town of Terran, where a storm is pouring ash and rain onto the streets. Windows are boarded and shuttered and fires burn low. People are hiding in their homes, waiting for the worst to pass. But there's one light in the town that burns bright, a mead hall near the outskirts of the town, where the doors are closed and the windows are shuttered like every other building. But the light inside is so intense that it still floods out and illuminates the streets. The pack are inside, battling with a twisted metallic creature. It has a face carved of birch with empty sockets for eyes, and a slender figure forged from pig iron and a tangled mess of curled nail and wire for hair, creating a twisted mockery of a halfling. Zaldrin is grappling with the creature right now, covered in burns and cuts from its metallic hands. Gunk is standing over the blacksmith, a dwarf that's been magically cursed and is now crawling to the construct in a futile effort to protect his creation. Bacho stands between the construct and behind him is Mirren, who is frozen in place upon hearing the voice of her long-lost friend Isla. Bacho, you see this childlike construct grappling with Zaldron. Your vision drifts to the right and you see Hayrig desperately crawling to Cole driven by a strange type of paternal love for a creation that cannot or does not reciprocate. How does this contrast with you and your father? Pacho sniffs. He takes in the smell of fire and iron and blood. And he remembers. He remembers the ice, the cold glaciers. And he remembers his father, Brayford. Forever driving him, for Bacho was a runt, and his father simply wanted him to die on the glacier, so the rest of the pack could grow stronger, ever pushing Bacho, forcing him to hunt when he was so small. The great, great leopard seals and the white bears, it did not matter to Bacho's father. But he drove Bacho, and Bacho grew strong, and the pack grew strong. And in this moment, Bacho, looking at the blacksmith, knows that even in his father's hate, it was kinder than the love of this blacksmith for this abomination. Excellent. And that anger inside you fuels you. As you are going first in initiative here, what are you doing, buddy? So Bacho, he's taking in all of these smells and he's locking in. His senses are, are honing in on the smell of, of fire and iron. And he is enacting his hunting instincts. And I am going to hunt this construct for three days, if necessary, to track him down. Then I'm going to, uh, with my uh, fast action, I'm going to move into arm's length. And I am going to strike at the construct with my long sword. So this mead hall is incredibly warm with the, the hearth. The fire is going all the way up to the thatched roof. And it really contrasts with the cold, dry air that you're used to. So that scent is so much easier to pick up. It just floods your nostrils. You leap over this table to get uh, near the construct. And what do you roll? 
Let's find out. So I'm on four strength. I'm on four melee plus three for my uh, hunter's instinct and a D8 artifact dice for my sword. One, two, three, four. I got five sixes and an eight on my artifact dice. So I believe that is seven. Yeah, successes. actually, uh, with Cole, only seven uh, count. So that's just one. And I spend uh, one willpower as the blow lands to bypass his armor. Bypass the armor. So you angle this sword just so perfectly that it, it goes above his iron torso in in between underneath his wooden neck and your sword just cleaves right in and it would be a fatal blow to any living creature that had uh, blood and arteries. You definitely sever some sort of connection, but you wrench your sword out and he's still standing. That's eight damage though, right? Yep. That's what you said. Uh, seven, wow. seven damage, seven, seven damage. damage. Okay. That is a huge hit. Ooh. Uh, all right oh, man i forgot to roll my gear dice for my soul can, roll I, can i roll them real quick yeah we haven't moved on you're good i did get sixes on either one so we're good okay okay uh that brings us to mirin uh mirin if I remember right you were in a state of panic correct mm -hmm. mirin is currently very much curled up rocking back and forth just they're not here they're not actually here and uh, she will not be able to do anything. Oh, little dog. Uh, this round. As she is far yes. too gone in her own head. So this Bacho's sword cleaves into Cole. But you hear Isla's voice calling out. Mirin, the Reavers, they're killing me again. You're Mirin. not here. You're not here. You're not here. Zaldrin, you are up. Okay, so Zaldrin has one hand that is kind of inside of Cole, kind of trying to pull this heart out. And that was initially what she was going to try to do. And then she just saw Bacho come up and just, you know, kind of attack. And so what she wants to do kind of with her other hand is to take her throwing spear. And so not necessarily her long spear, but her throwing spear. So she's got one hand yeah. kind of on the heart. Then she wants to take the other one and kind of try to jab it into his midsection. Wait, did you say on the heart, like its heart? No. No. So I've, I've got the heart with one hand and with the spear, I'm trying to jab it kind of lower within the body. So then I'll kind the of have The heart like is a... actually encaged in like a cylinder of pig iron. And there okay. is like a opening like around the neck where you could like reach a hand into, but it's not necessarily mm -hmm. something that you can just grab that easily. I, I would say if you want to actually hold on to the heart, that would be a slow action, uh, like an attack. And it would require uh, okay. a move. Okay. Uh, then what would I roll for that? Uh, we would say it's a move. I would take might uh, if you're trying to brute force it. Okay, uh, so strength and might. Okay. Two successes. Two successes. Okay, uh, so you're going to 
maybe with the opening that Bacho just uh, cleaved with his sword, you were just wrenching your arm in there, just thrusting it in and grabbing the heart. You kind of have to feel around for it because you can't necessarily see it. You grab what feels like a rock and it immediately begins to burn your hand. You're taking one strength damage from grabbing this. You're not necessarily letting go, uh, but you do have it. And I'm going to say you're grappled with Cole right now. Like you are uh, holding on to each other. Uh, he cannot okay. move without breaking free. Okay. Uh, did you want to do something with your fast action? Um, I don't know that. Probably not. Okay. Uh, so for him to break free would be a slow action. Uh, he is not going to do that. So let's go ahead and roll to see what action he will take. Is surrender an option? <laughs> I mean, it could be, but it's not going to be. I think he should surrender. Zaldrin, you have your arm uh, thrust deep inside this construct. And with one hand, it grabs onto that. And it almost feels like it's going to pull you away. Uh, it's almost like reaching your shoulder or uh, just above your elbow. But with the other hand, it just starts punching your rib cage. Uh, it's okay. going to do an iron strike. He clenches his fists and quickly strikes you twice. You take two attacks at eight base damage. Oh, Marky. I'm sorry, okay. eight base dice. Weapon damage, too. Okay. Can she dodge? I was going to freak out. Uh, like, this what? is something you can dodge, <laughs> yes. Uh... That is one success on the first one. And that is three successes on the second one. Are you going to dodge? Uh, yeah, so that's a move, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yes. Yes, dodge is a fast action, isn't it? Yes, it yes. is. Yeah, so it's good that All you right. didn't take it. So, all right, I've got some agility damage, so there's not a ton here. That is one success. One success. I'm going to assume that you were dodging uh, the first one then, right? Because you need to have as many successes as the attack, right? So that first swing comes in, and maybe because you're thrashing around so much, you just are able to extend your arm and you push him away a little bit. But the next one just goes right up into your arm, and it hits you hard for weapon damage, too. You can go ahead and roll armor for that if you'd like, though. All right. And then Gunk, you're on deck. Yep. One success. One success. Okay. Uh, so you're going to uh, degrade your armor by one, but you only take one damage instead of two. Okay. Ow. And Gunk, what are you up to? All right, seeing what's happening, I feel like Gunk is intelligent enough to piece together that this this is a, a not a living creature, and so some of his newfound sorceries might not be as useful to him. Um, Aaron would would Gunk know whether or not willpower, like like this, would like looking at Bacho, would he see like if I could, would like innervating him kind of with more willpower, like, be useful? Would that be something Gunk would know? Yeah, I mean, we've been fighting together for years. You'd probably know that he draws upon some inner reserves to really 
get his blood up, so to speak. I think that's a fair assessment. I think Gunk will take a couple steps. Uh, he will stay behind Bacho. He knows he knows when to be in there and when not. And this looks like one of those moments when not to. He will reach out. He will kind of kind of tap or put, rest his hand for a moment on Bacho's fur, and he will cast a spell. Uh, as I'm going to cast transfer, actually, uh, I will burn. Do we have any? Do we have any? Um, what's it called? Uh, do we have any audience dice, Melissa? Yes, we do. Do we have enough for me to get an extra willpower? Five extra, five dice for a willpower. We have eleven. So yeah. Okay, I'm gonna do that just because I want to give him three willpower here. So I'm gonna spend the new found, like the the purchased, to power the spell, and then I'm going to. Okay, I'm cool with no 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 weird stuff. So he reaches out, he touched. I, so I, I grab Bacho on the back. I kind of rest my hand, and I say, "I cannot help you here, my friend, but perhaps you may take some of my energy." And you'll feel like a sudden surge uh, as you can take three of my willpower. That is going to be huge, um, Gunk. On your turn, I'm also saying that the previous spell you cast last session on Hayrig is going to uh, take effect. And Hayrig was crawling towards Cole, and he sees Bacho and Zaldrin hammering, no, Cole! And then that spell just drains him even more, and he collapses, possibly dead, possibly alive. He doesn't look good. Uh, and then we will move on back to Bacho, who is now newly enervated. Bacho's fur is standing on end, and... And he go. He, he looks down briefly at at, at Gunk, and he goes, oh, "Thank you, my brother." And he lets out a great howl. And with his uh, fast action, you see him winding up, and he literally spins around so he gets some some force behind the blow, and then he brings it down once again on this construct. And I'm not going to forget my gear dice this time. Plus, I get the extra dice for the. Uh, for the swing weapon action. Crap, and I tossed one. Oh, I'll just reroll it. That's two extra dice for swing, right? One. One. Okay. Yep, one. Oh, uh, that's that's not great. So I'm going to uh I'm gonna go ahead and push it. I didn't take any ones yet on the attribute dice, so. Okay, much better. Thank you, Griff, for those bits. They might end up needing them. Seven dice. Seven damage. Um, I will spend one point of willpower to bypass his armor, but I take one point of strength damage. Bypassing the armor is huge. Uh, You are... You've done two massive hits to him. Uh, He's literally breaking apart at the welds uh i'm gonna say with that hit uh one of his arms just completely uh falls off with a huge clank of metal onto the ground he's still writhing and wriggling against zaldrin who's got a firm grasp on him uh he he's still trying to uh attack but he's definitely injured all right, uh, Mirin, what are you doing? So Mirin is just like, 
I can't, I can't, I can't. And she'll kind of focus a little bit and she looks up um, straight towards the puppet and goes, this city is a graveyard and we have to be careful what created it for the, it follows the living still. And she's going to pull out her bow, which I believe arming my weapon is, is a fast action. Yes. To ready a bow. To ready the weapon. And then I'm going to use my um, fast shooter, which allows me to be able to ready my weapon without. Uh, so drawing the weapon is a fast action. And then I'm going to use the fast shooter to ready my bow without needing to use the fast action so that I can then use um, my path of the arrow. And I would like to do a combination of uh, rank one and rank two, if that's possible. I have a lot of willpower. So willpower one I can use to spend to go around the natural armor. And then uh, rank two I can use willpower to shoot twice. All right. That's awesome. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You, you're doing everything right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Sorry. All right. Then I will. No, you're fine. Uh, you have just sure. as much experience in the system as I do. <laughs> uh, all right. Then I am going to use my five uh, agility dice and my two marksman dice and shoot once for three ones and no sixes. And then uh, quickly you push grab that? another arrow. <laughs> Try again uh, for no sixes, but no ones. So I'm going to push it this time. There we go. Um, so I have one six and then one one on my agility. And you're bypassing the armor, you said, right? And I'm bypassing the armor. So perhaps in your state of fright and stress, the first arrow just goes a bit wide. You don't want to hit any of your companions in front of you. That mm -hmm. second arrow, uh, describe how you're killing Cole. Yes. He is just um, kind of just still shaking that first arrow, having gone wide, trying to make sure not to hit Bacho, who's in front of her. And then she just pulls the bow, takes a breath, sort of steadies herself, and aims straight for the heart. Knocking it out of the puppet, if possible. Yeah, uh, so the the welds were falling apart uh, from the hammering from Bacho, and possibly you saw an opening in that chest. You saw Zaldrin holding something that uh, is emanating light, and your arrow goes in and just dislodges it. Zaldrin's arm, your, your arm flies up. Uh, holding this piece of coal that's still smoldering. It's burning your hand still, but you're, you've got a hold of it. And this puppet uh, collapses into just a pile of iron and wire and birch. The face uh, that was the only part of wood on him uh, flies off and goes into the hearth and immediately catches flame and uh, gets that charred black uh burning going. Ooh, you guys crushed that. <laughs> Bypassing armor is huge. Good job. Yeah, thanks for the reminder that I had that art. And thanks for the willpower, uh Jeff, because that uh that helped a lot. Good. All right. So <sighs> sorry breathing a little heavy at this point. <laughs> yeah. Soldier's just holding this out, this kind of and she just sort of uh, kind of looks around at, at everything 
and just sort of holds it up and kind of sort of holds it in Gunk's direction. Yes. Uh, Eyes go. Suddenly his exhaustion's completely gone. Yes. Yes. And is it, it's not hot, right? Like it is not, it is extremely hot. Like Zaldrin, (sighs) your hand literally was burning holding it. Uh, That's why you took the one damage. So holding it out to Gunk, like if you touch it, your hand will burn too. Is there like a, I, I know the, the map shows like goblets and things. Are those? There's be plenty around? of stuff around here. Like you, you can grab some sort of fabric or piece of leather to like use uh, as an oven mitt to hold and this he, thing. He Absolutely. will do that. He'll do that. Yes, yes. Is our good friend, the blacksmith, still wearing his gloves that Gunk might be able to steal before <laughs> he starts to react poorly to the fact that he's yes, still you, his son? Yes, you can steal the blacksmith's gloves. All right. Excuse me, pardon. <laughs> and then. Yes, his body is ice cold from the chill of death. Uh, But is he dead? You'll have to check. Uh, To recap, you guys are in this meat hall. It's empty. Uh, Surprisingly so. Most times these meat halls are used for entertainment. Uh, It could be uh, like the Skraling told you that the town is feeling, is becoming depopulated. There just aren't enough people to actually use every building that's here. Um, or it could be something else. Maybe this is private property. Either way, you have a possibly dead body and a strange pile of iron, and you are not supposed to be in this town after dark, moving about after dark. So if any noise was heard, you could get in a lot of trouble. Fortunately, the storm outside is very loud right now. You can hear the rain coming down, hitting the thatch, uh, there's probably a couple spots where uh, the rain has just soaked through the thatch and you see some drips here and there. It's not too bad. It's fairly well maintained. But there is a chance that you have been hurt. Let's, let us gather up the puppet and the puppet master and return to the smithy. Yeah, I think we're going to have to hide out tonight. Right. We'll hide out. Right. We'll take our pay from the smith and we'll be gone in the morning. So last session, we did a bit of a skill and challenge skill challenge for you guys to sneak out to the meat hall. I'm going to say that we can roll that over. Uh, you've learned the pathways for the guards and everything. Uh, you know the best way to go. So y- Bacho, I'm assuming that you're the one who grabs the, the smith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, are you taking anything of coal? Yeah, we're gonna take all of him. Okay. Pro- we promised we'd bring him back. We just never promised what condition he'd be in. All right. As we go out, I want all of you to give me. Uh, what is it? I want either scouting or insight. Your choice. Okay. It's the same for me. So will it, will it provide different information or different, or is it just? Basically, yeah. Okay. I will do insight. I'll try scouting. I will also do insight. Uh, fail, uh, pushed and failed. No ones, no Yeah, six. I think you're a little distracted, aren't you, Gunk? Yes. Oh. I got... I got two sixes, and I'm going to push it. So I ended up with three sixes and one point of wits damage. I also uh, yeah, got two I got, sixes. I got two ones uh, on my first roll, so I'm oh, not no. going to push. All right. Uh, 
which skill did the two of you use, Bacho? We both did insight. Okay. You've gathered up these parts. You've gathered up the smith. And you open the door, uh, peering out. You can't leave the door open too long because that light just uh, shines on everything in the street. So you slip out as quickly as you can. You wait a moment, hoping that no guards saw, and you start working your way through these muddy streets. There is a point very close to coming out of this mead hall, like as you're waiting to see if a guard heard or saw anything, where both of you, uh, you catch a glimpse of a pile of trash on the other side of the street. Um, you didn't really see it on the way in because there wasn't enough light when you opened the door. You were going inside instead of out. You wouldn't think anything of it, except with your insight, you know that these streets have always been fairly well maintained. And people are forced to walk in the mud, but there's never been piles of trash. So that just sticks out, especially compared to the undertown. Everything is covered in trash. You would think it's normal. Up here, everything's been perfectly maintained. Do we do we notice? I mean, is there any kind of movement in the pile, or I, I guess that would be the scouting role that we nobody nobody passed. You would have to move closer to really uh, investigate. It's on the far side of the street. You really only saw it because of that brief moment of light when you open the door. Mirren will kind of like as she's down low with with Gunk in this time, and we're hiding. Uh, reach out and touch Gunk, and, and kind of like move her eyes and a hand in a quick gesture uh, towards the, the the actual garbage. That doesn't seem quite right. You're uh, a little more on it in terms of refuge that might be around. What? what? Oh, uh, oh uh, what? It uh, Over looks there, like... You, you see? Uh, it is just trash. It is. Uh, it is a big city. Trash. Humans are disgusting creatures. Where else is there trash? Uh, well, there's trash everywhere, really. But uh, look around. Uh, oh. Oh. Yes, only I see your there. point. I see your this point. This is only mud up here. How far away is it, uh, Stephen? In terms of ten distance? steps, it, it's not far. Uh, and you have night vision, so you can see it more clearly than everyone else. Uh, everyone else, now that the doors are closed and you're in the shadows, you really can't see it anymore. It's just you're, you're surrounded by shadow and darkness. I'm going to pick up like a scoop of dirt or mud off the ground, and I'm going to throw it at it. Absolutely. Uh, you don't need to roll for that. Uh, we'll just say that you, you get a nice uh, chunk of mud. Rub uh, a little bit on the face first. Chunk. <laughs> Rub a bit on, and you just chuck it. Uh, it hits dead center, and you hear it. <clears throat> and then these rags or uh, uh, just piles of like extra wood and uh, refuse and like food waste just pull apart and you see gunk you're the only one who sees this because it's too dark for everyone else you see a human uh with a very scarred burned face who are you 
I, I am Advent. I, I know I'm not supposed to be here. I, I, I apologize. It, it was an accident. It got too late and I couldn't. Who, who are you? We are, uh, travelers, you might say. Um, what, uh, Advent, what, uh, I beg in your pardon for my forwardness. Uh, what happened to your face? I passed through the veil. Unk, what do you see? We can't, I don't know what's You there. guys would be able to hear this conversation, too. The veil. Okay. Uh, with Gunk, would that would that mean anything to Gunk? Just hearing that phrase, Gunk, you specifically might be the only person that would recognize this. I want a lore test. Okay, well, I want to roll that for you. Actually, let me take that back. Um, everyone who wants to look at the map, uh, you can see towards uh the on the whale road to a bit left and up, you'll see the town of Kotsum. If any of you feel that you have traveled there or spent some time there, uh, you could also make a lower test. There we go. That is two successes. Sure. I, I, I probably would have been up in that area, so I'll give it a shot, but it's not going to be pretty. Especially the wolfkin, they tend to go through that area to travel from the Chilwin Plains down south. They go through that valley. So there is a good chance. Uh, I'll push it. One success. Okay. Uh, Gunk, what did you say you had? Two successes. Two successes. Uh, I'm going to give you both the same answer. There is a new religion that has uh, sprung forth outside of Kotsum, and they have spread missionaries across the land and this religion calls themselves the veiled and the veil has like a double meaning for them because everyone every common person says that the cloud of ash that blocks out the sun for the past 400 years is the veil so for them to like co-opt that word it it has a very deep meaning to most people but they also they are located near a uh hot springs that has a waterfall that creates all sorts of strange colors when you see it. Gunk Bacho, you may have seen it, you might not have seen it, but it's something they talk about a lot. Uh, it's a natural phenomenon that is widely discussed by these people. They call that waterfall the veil. You are a long way from home. Why are you in Terran? And why are you hiding in the shadows? I am... I'm here to convert. People will still worship the Kadaran here, and... The new gods, the maiden and the priest, those are the gods we should praise. I... I cannot afford the silver every day. So I... I hide here at night. It's a quiet part of town. Um, can I roll like an inside insight check on this this person? If I'm getting yes. like, what kind of vibe am I getting from them? Like is this are they feeling honest or are they feeling a little deceptive here? Yeah, absolutely. And it, the rest of you have been able to pay attention to this whole conversation. If you want to roll insight, you can as well. 
Levi, I failed that one when I saw him in the day, so I'm good, thank you. I'm going to push. Okay. Uh, one success, but I did take a willpower. Mm. I got one success. I'll push it to see if I get any better. Two successes and two points of willpower. Will will what's damage? How much do you have left? I have two <laughs> left. Macho's right. beat up. He's down to three yeah. strength, one agility, two wits, and one empathy. <laughs> With the one success, you definitely feel like he's telling the truth. Uh, he's not necessarily hiding anything, and it it fits along with what you know of his cult as well. Uh, with the second success, you would also catch a twinge of fear. Like he's worried about you all specifically, whether he's worried about you turning him in or hurting him or anything else you don't really know. You stink of fear, smooth skin. I... I promise I won't tell anyone you were out. And we will not tell anyone you were out. We don't care what the knife ears have to say anyway. Then I, I shall I shall leave, and you may have the road. Stay in your garbage pile. We don't care. We do oh. really have to get moving. It's not safe. We're, I can't stand here having a conversation with this, this fellow... You're right, Viren. And Bacho starts to move off again, leading the way back to the blacksmiths. All right. Carrying the body of Hayrig and a pile of iron parts. Uh, you have a couple close calls on the way back. Uh, nothing too bad. Most of the guards are trying to stay undercover. So when they're, the reason it's a close call is because when they're doing their patrols, they're walking fast. Uh, they don't want to stay out in the rain any longer than they have to. Their torches are going down. You're able to get back to Hayrig Smithy. Uh, you set him down. If you want to check on him, uh, I need a healing test. Ooh, I think uh, my empathy is all right. I only have two. Uh, does anybody have higher on that? Uh, I have. Yeah. I have a point in healing, and uh, surprisingly, has an okay amount. Uh, so we could assist each other, one or the other. Yeah, I'm happy uh, to assist you. Get a okay. bonus die for it, then. Okie dokie. Sounds good. All right. All right, let's see. Um, soldier in the hole. No, never mind. I have a pack. And I will I will put the heart in the pack, not wanting to give it back, as he needs both hands for this. Oh, that's a good roll. Uh, um, okay, soldier, more... I would have given you the heart. More successes uh, help here? Uh, no. Okay. One success is fine. That's all I uh, And I, I want to explain to you my thought process here. You did three damage to two of his stats. One of those stats, he only had two in uh, strength. So technically, you did one more damage after he was already unconscious. So I'm going to roll my uh, red and blue die here, and I want you to call out which one, and that'll decide if he survives or not. Okay. Uh, blue. Harry is dead. 
That is a shame, I suppose, but he has passed. You, uh, you did find a big lake with a big eating thing in it earlier, didn't you? That is true. And he looks over at Mira and, like, for that suggestion, like, <laughs> that is true. I did. I suppose we could do this. We could do uh... I mean, maybe no body is better than a body found? <clears throat> Does he look like he just froze to death? Uh, he is very cold. Um, you did chill of death, which you flavored it as like some ice damage. So he would have like frostbite on one of his arms. Uh, so that could lead you to believe that. Uh, the time of year is the warmest time of year, but it still gets very cold. So someone could still absolutely die of exposure. Do we think we could get him out of the gates without being seen? Still nighttime. It is. Uh, is there? You said it's still. It's still cold. You said, Stephen. It still gets very cold. Yes, uh, especially at night. We could just uh, leave him in a alley somewhere where it is cold. And... Yes. Let's take our payment for we did do the job. Take it. Take our payment from his shop. Then we'll leave him in the alley to be found. And make our way back into the Undercity to rest. Yes. Yes. Okay. So you start looking around. Lake that eats things, but not sure I want to carry a body while we do it. Now is probably not a good time for it, I would imagine. That is a tomorrow problem. Yes, definitely a tomorrow problem. (laughs) I could. uh, She's hold up Sorry, her burn hand. I could, I could take oh, care of this uh, for the night. Here, uh, Zeldrin, let me wrap that at least for you. Oh, thank you. And uh, Mirren will like pull some rabbits, uh, pull some ribbons, not some rabbits, and uh, kind of wrap <laughs> it around. <laughs> no uh, rabbits were harmed. Speaking of the burned hand, uh, this heart, you <laughs> quit trolling me in chat, Jeff. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> You aren't going to be able to identify it uh, immediately. The crown you were able to identify because it was in the temple and there were like uh, various things pointing towards it. This heart, you would have to do research on or take to an expert, that kind of thing. But while you're looking around the shop, uh, you're going to find that there are uh, quite a good variety of weapons and gear here. It turns out that Hayrig was mostly a jewel maker, but there is still uh, quite a bit of armaments that he probably made for the guard or as weapons for uh, the upper class that just wanted something for display. There's a whole pile of wooden staves. Uh, most likely they were going to be turned into some sort of uh, pull arm, and I'll put this in the chat so you guys don't have to write it down. Uh, there's several throwing axes, arrows, a few short swords, the good stuff is that there is a battle axe, a two-handed axe, a halberd, and a closed helmet. I can definitely carry all of that. As you are going through, uh, I would assume Bacho and Zaldrin, you're going through uh, the weapons more than anything, and then uh, mm-hmm. Gunk and Mirren would be looking through more personal items. The You would find a coin purse 
with 16 silver in it. And then there would be a uh, small chest. It's not locked, but it has a very finely made hinge and clasp. And when you open that up, you find that it is a sort of display box. Uh, this looks very intricately decorated outside, but opening it up, you almost gasp a little bit. The Pulp Fiction gold glow happens. There is a golden diadem that is worth who knows how much, quite a bit. Uh, very finely made, very intricate uh, work. And then in uh, another place, you find a project that he was still working on, but it's still valuable, a silver brooch. I see. I put, we... I put the uh, silver pieces, the golden diadem, and the brooch on our uh, group sheet. We should be careful here. We should not take everything, or else they will think he was robbed, and they will be searching then for not only his burglar, but his killer. If he still has some of his things here, then uh, they uh, might just assume he wandered uh, afar and he, he fell. So I, I suggest we, we we be careful what we take. The diadem, of course, and maybe some of the silver, but we should be careful. Leave some here to make it look like uh, he was not, in fact, robbed. Uh, yes, I agree. We, we're not staging a rob robbery at this point. Simply taking what was off was was guaranteed to us, but you're right, you're right, uh, Gunk. None of the weapons are of a quality or that that interest me. I already got my uh, long spear earlier. I am, I am good. I would want to point out specifically the two-handed axe and the halberd are very expensive weapons. Whether you want to use them or not, they're worth something. You could trade them in. Probably not here. People would recognize Hayrig's craftsmanship. All right. Okay. Uh, Bacha will we'll grab those up then. So what is your plan? Uh, I'm going to say that this took the rest of the night. So we're into the morning of the next day. Uh you wanted to move Hayrig to a spot that was less conspicuous. You can absolutely do that. Finishing out the night, uh, do you plan on staying in Hayrig's smithy? Are you trying to get out of town? Uh, what's the plan? I th think we probably should at least, once the gates are open, move back into the Undercity. Um, Bacho desperately needs to rest, but... If you guys want to head out of the city, we can. It's just uh, dicey at this point for him. You're not yes. going to have a full quarter day to rest until the morning. It is the only thing with all this uh, sneaking about during the night. That's what I mean. Once we get once we get out of here, either we go into the undercity and take a quarter day to rest, or we go outside of the city and take a quarter day to rest. But either way, we got to do that before we deal with the. Uh, um, with the giant uh, Scarin. We also can't go that far because someone has an appointment in, in two days? Uh, yes. That would be me. One day now. I still see no reason why to keep it. Let's just leave this town behind. Well, it's going to be dark soon for an extended period of time. What's 
one area with darkness over another. It's all kind yeah. of dangerous. And at least this way, there's some reward to it. Perhaps. If that is the will of the pack. But the seas during the great night are very dangerous. You're not afraid there, Bacho, are you? I only fear for the loss of my pack. They do not look to be willful, uh, but following through with this seems to have seems to be a good idea. Zaldrin, if that is what you want, that is what the pack will do. So the plan is then to stay in the smithy until morning and then uh, go out the gates when they're open and allowing travelers, right? Mm. Yes. If we can maybe do a little bit of a rest with the remainder of the evening for, for Bacho. Yeah, it's not going to be a full rest, though, so we won't be able to heal uh, because you're basically mostly through the quarter day. No, uh, once we get once we get into the undercity, Bacho is going to find a hole and 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 rest. So the next quarter day in the morning, he's going to rest. Right. right. Yes. That's the plan. Are, is anyone going to take watch, or do you feel comfortable enough? Likely, no one is going to attack the smithy or knock on the door. I just want to understand your no. Bacho is going to. Bacho's going to stay up and guard the smithy until we cheat, until it's time to leave. Okay. Uh, Bacho, should, then. We should... Sorry, go ahead. Careful here. We should not make ourselves noticed. We should make sure we're, we're staying hidden inside. We are looking throughout, you know, peaks of windows and such. And uh, at the first opportunity, we should sneak out. We don't want to be seen coming or going from this place early in the morning or late at night or whatever we want to call this. Actually, you know, I I was thinking we actually should probably try to leave tonight, get out of here because... I was thinking, yeah. Because how would we be in the city right as soon as the gates open without anybody having passed us through? (laughs) I I was thinking that staying in the smithy, uh, which is what the game master has been suggesting over and over, is probably a bad idea. For two, for those, for two reasons. That reason, and then also us leaving and being seen leaving would be bad. Uh, Bacho, one point there on how uh, you weren't supposed to be in the upper town after dark. Havery actually went to the guards and told you all, told the guards that you all would be staying with him at night. Uh, They approved that on the condition that you would not be out and about. Part of why I wanted to get the body to just disappear instead of found it all. Well, that we would still look potentially guilty if he's found outside himself, and we're not here. I don't know. I say we get the hell out of here, but that's just Macho doesn't like doesn't trust anybody yeah. who doesn't have fur, except for Zaldin and Mirren. <laughs> that's fair. They got fur on the pit, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> not the same. <laughs> Let me recap here what you're planning on doing. Uh, you want to get Hayrig's body out a couple alleys away, uh, make it look like he died of exposure, and then you are going to try and get out of the town or just move to a different part of town so you're not seen leaving the smithy? A uh, different part of the town, if we can, I would think, because leaving the town, we probably have to get 
closer to the cards than we want. Is there a, is there a way to get out of the town? I mean, is there after we was able to get in the town uh, by climbing over the walls? Uh, it was a close call. He almost got found, but you could absolutely try it. The gate, likely not. Uh, it's definitely going to be guarded. Are you feeling up for a climb? Mm. I'm always ready to climb. There are a few eyes that can see us if we leave uh, in the dark hours of the day. If we wait. I don't I don't trust the knife ears. I say we find our way out of town now. Put distance between us and this fight. Okay. So I am going to want to redo the stealth here then. I'm going to say that you all, uh, we're going to have one person roll it. You guys can decide which. Um, and they're going to get plus two from you all working together on this. And because of the rain uh, dampening uh, the sound and making it hard to see. I, I am currently it. down to one. I'm currently down to one agility. So I would, I'd break if we, if we blew it. So. <laughs> Four. Oh, I think it's me like for mirror. sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Okay. I've been rolling. Yeah, Gunk sprained his ankle and he got cut up and but the yes, dice would you like don't any like me today. We've been getting lots and lots of bits. Okay, okay. Well, if we have lots of bits, then perhaps one one additional one from the audience. All right. Thank you so much. All right. Don't roll terribly. <clears throat> well, I will push it. I've got one six and one one, which means I am taking an agility damage, but I'm going to re-roll the other ones to see if we can get a bigger result. There we go. Uh, so that is three sixes, and I got two agility damage. All right. You are making your way quietly as possible. There's a few times where it, it's hard to see. Gunk is uh, guiding with his night vision, but the rest of you are just following him by faith. And it's difficult with the, the mud becoming so much thicker from a full day of rain in the storm that's happening right now. There's a couple times where your uh, feet get stuck and you really have to wrench them out, or you trip on some wooden planks that are uh, crossing a road that you couldn't see. As you get closer to the wall, you actually start hearing a strange noise from above. At first, you think the wind is just blowing, but then you realize that there's a pattern to it. It sounds like the buffeting of massive wings flying overhead. There's not much you can do, so you just decide to press on. You start heading towards the gate, uh, towards the wall, and you probably go to where Gunk uh, crossed him, knowing that area best, knowing that there were fewer guards patrolling there. You actually hear a shout. One of the guards. Attack! Attack! And then you hear a massive 
roar that just pierces through the storm, followed by a piercing scream, a whinny of several horses. As it sounds like the corral just outside the walls is being attacked. You make your way to the walls. The guards are very much preoccupied. They're running to the gate uh, to meet this threat. You have a wide opening to climb over. I do want someone to make a move check to climb, uh, and they can get a plus one. Once again, my agility is currently at a one. So. Like, look at the angle. Look how I, swollen uh, this is. That's not normal. I'll give that a shot. I think that uh, soldier would be sufficiently motivated. But Melissa's rolling. But it's nice. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Taking some audience help. So let's see how this goes. Run to your horse. Oh, gosh. Well, that is no successes and two ones. Oh, then just died. <laughs> <Mike. laughs> <Mike. laughs> um, well, let me think through this. So I have... Does Unbreakable work for... I believe it does. It's any kind of damage. Yes. Okay, because this will break my agility. But I will... So I can I reroll everything that's not a one? Correct. Mm. And you only take damage for the ones that are your attribute dice, not the skill dice. Oh, they are. Because why wouldn't they be? That's <laughs> <laughs> just how that works. Uh, so I am going to need to take uh, was it five for willpower? Uh, five yes, five dice for willpower. willpower. All right. So, uh, sorry guys, I'm gonna need to do some do math it. on that. I we think still have we some want left, you up for the coming fight. <laughs> I just need the uh, okay. We still have twelve left, um, and now I am back to full agility. All right. I'm not going to say that you can't get over the wall. However, uh, you did say zero successes, right? Yes, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Several dice and got no successes. zero successes. All right. You are all making your way up as best you can. Um, you get to the top of this fighting platform uh, at the top of the palisade and as you're moving over and starting to drop down, Zaldrin, I'm going to say you're one of the last to go over. And a guard who was running to the threat almost barrels into you. What? Attack! Orcs attacking! Orcs are attacking! I'm, for whatever it's worth, I'm just going to say, I'm not attacking. That's my horse over there. Give me a manipulation. Oh. It's going to be minus two. Well, Zaldrin, hurry. Have... We got to go save Ben. Support. 
I only have three empathy. So, you know, minus two one dice. It's a audience. very difficult situation. He's already panicked because of this <laughs> oh, creature. Sorry. No, yeah. I get it. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Hey, roll two dice, get one success. Okay. Uh, what? You you can't be up here. Y- you've got to go back. We'll We'll take care of the horses. Go back. You will not. I will take care of my horse. And you could possibly use some help with whatever else is going on. Whatever. I don't have time for this. Follow me. And he starts running down the fighting platform. Are you following him or going with the rest of your group? Uh, Sorry, I was focused on my dice. Where did the rest of the group go? That is different from the rest of the group has already gone over the wall and they're basically directly below you, like 15, 20 feet. Oh, yeah. I'm just going to jump where they are. Like okay. he's gonna run. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, he runs okay. and you go over. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff, you do bring up a good point. Horses are basically pets, uh, but Melissa and I have discussed that her horse may be put in danger at certain times. This is something that we've talked about within the lines and veils. This is an acceptable uh, position. I appreciate you putting that out there, though. Because it emphasizes how you need to talk to your players to find out what's allowed and what isn't. Don't squint at me. <laughs> so that means so so killing Woford is okay, right? Then he's not a pet. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. <laughs> just just human pet. He's kind of a pet. So All right. <laughs> you are over the wall, and I assume you're running towards the corral, right? Yeah. Of course. Okay. You hear the buffeting of wings again over and over. You hear more horses whinnying and then it's just silence. And the corral is probably a 10 minute run or so. Uh, You're going as fast as you can. It's a ring fort, just a a circular mound with a palisade over it. And you saw it and it was fairly defensible. Whatever creature this was obviously did not have to worry about the walls. It came in from above. You see that there are several guards running the same direction. They have torches. You get to this corral, and there is uh, guards that are funneling through. Uh, there's a young boy who uh, was in a sort of shack uh, near the, the entrance of the corral who is just sobbing. He, he's probably 13 years old. Uh, I... I, I couldn't stop him. I, I couldn't warn anyone. It came from... I, I didn't know what to do. The guards are completely ignoring him, running past. What are you guys doing? Uh, now, has... Are we sure that this creature is gone at this point? You don't hear anything. It could definitely be in there chewing, uh, but Charging it's then. not flying about. Charge in, then. Charging in. Okay. Uh, there is a group of guards that are going towards uh, the the door already. You guys are fairly well armed. You definitely don't fit in with the guards, but they're not going to really be upset if you are saying that you're helping them. Mm-hmm. You get into this corral, and you see there is quite a bit of blood. Uh, a lot of horses and cattle have been uh, brutalized. Um, it, whatever creature this was, 
it killed much more than it could actually eat. And the corral itself was uh, entirely full because this is the last few days before the week of darkness where the animals are always herded in for protection. However, Zaldrin, Ven does come trotting up to you. She was not one of the horses that were attacked. There are several surviving horses and then oxen uh, and a lot of sheep. But quite a bit of blood as well. The creature does not appear to be around. Uh, the blood smells good. But the pack and the horse is safe. That's all that matters. We should withdraw in case it returns. Do we still have Cloud? Uh, you would have to actually start searching for Cloud because Cloud wasn't necessarily trained to come back to Zaldrin. Uh, so someone give me a scouting roll. Mm, I can try. Scouting's a little down at the moment, but... Uh, I'll push it. One success and one more point of wits damage. Oh, no. Oh, buddy. All right. Uh, I think it's frustrating for ones all the way down without getting broken. <laughs> Close. I got I've got a three in strength and the rest are ones. <laughs> Your Xbox gamer store just dinged up 100 points. Um, it, it's frustrating to search through here. There's so many animals. Uh, a lot of them are dead, many of them wounded, many of them not wounded, but covered in blood. Uh, you just have to sift through. There are guards that are doing the same thing, uh, looking for any lingering creatures. But eventually, you do find Cloud, just the the white fur covered in blood, but still alive and appearing to be healthy. Definitely skittish. Bacha will lead Cloud back. And as you see him coming through the corral, he's also chewing on something. You can't tell what it is, but he's chewing on something. Uh, and he's leading the bloody Cloud back through the corral. What are the rest of you doing? Honestly, our, that horse is incredibly lucky. This is the second time we found it covered in all of the blood. Mm, smells like dinner. Still necessary to keep it, but... Uh, yes, yeah, yeah. I understand now. Zaldan has uh, explained it to me. Yes. Uh, Mirren will kind of like go up and pat Cloud and, and see if she can't calm calm him down a little bit. Uh, yeah, you can give me an animal handling if you want. Uh, it's going to be very difficult, though, so I'm going to say minus one. Okay. Got two dice. Uh, I will push it. One six one one. Okay. Uh, the small little halfling uh, patting this large warhorse uh, does have a calming effect. Uh, Mirren, you have a way with animals, so maybe you're humming to it or singing or something, uh, but you're calming Cloud down. The training is kicking in. Uh, Cloud is trained to not be uh, too upset by the smell of blood and things like that. So you're able to bring her back 
then as well as calming down a bit. You guys start leading them out of the corral. What is your plan? Because you have two horses now that you can't take into the city. Uh, well, camping, I suppose. We, we Do we have our, our camp gear as well? Yeah, or... we've got our gear with us. Okay. Should have. So there's a forest nearby you can absolutely camp in. Uh, Gunk explored that a little bit already. There is the Scrailing Warren. There uh, is another corral that's further away, if you trust that or not. And then there is a sort of like whaling uh, camp. Uh, it has permanent uh, shelters and houses, but they tend to be abandoned uh, during Gwenot. Uh, and it's just housing that's for transient sailors and things like that. Well, let's head there. At least we'll have some, uh, we'll have some walls and a roof. Be more defensible right. than the forest. Mm-hmm. And Zaldrin, this is where you were supposed to meet Okta anyways, was at this uh, this camp. Okay. You start heading this way. Uh, light is finally starting to come through the, the ashen clouds above. It just barely illuminates your path a little bit. And you make your way to this uh, kind of like a shantytown. Uh there's a lot of very poorly uh, built structures. Some of them made entirely out of whalebone. Um, a lot of the roofs are uh, leather uh, from various animals. Uh, don't seem to bother much with thatching at all. You can uh, speak to a few people nearby. Basically, they tell you sleep wherever you want. A lot of sailors and fishermen are already waking up and getting ready to... Uh, go out for the day so there's plenty of space no one's really particular about like this is my hut because people just come and go here so you're absolutely able to find a place for yourselves we can say that this is the morning and you wanted to spend this uh quarter day resting oh yeah all right you get the horses tied up uh nearby one of these we'll say it's one of the whalebone huts it it's a arched roof and the leather appears to be from some sort of sea creature uh, and it's stretched tight there is remnants of a fire that you can uh light up a little bit to get even more warmth and you settle down uh does someone want to keep watch or are you good with just resting here think we're going to have to risk just resting because I believe we're all fairly uh, not well off. I believe that is true. Yep. Uh, I speak for Gunk. Gunk is very hurt. I definitely know this for sure. Wolford can watch if he ever shows right. up. <laughs> no. Oh, no. We... <laughs> yeah, you haven't I seen forgot. Wolford in a bit. All right. So the four of you bed down. The quarter day does pass uneventfully. It's a little hard to sleep because it's getting brighter out. Uh, you hear the sounds of people working. Uh, it makes it a little bit more restless. But the quarter day passes, and it is now afternoon. What do you guys want to do? When are you? When is, when is Aldrin supposed to meet with that contact? Yeah. The following morning. Okay, so tomorrow, the following morning? 
you guys want to go take care of that uh, creature in the pond since we uh, kind of committed to doing that last uh, episode since we already got the experience points for going there? Yes. I think we should probably take a look at that or we will probably come back to a city uh, much smaller. Mm -hmm. All right. And maybe we want to pick up Wolford at some point in time. Dunk, can you show us where this pond is and the creature that lives within it? So if it's morning time, he uh, he's probably like kind of cradling that new thing. Like, oh, what? Uh, oh, yeah, uh, yes. Um, uh, yeah, yes, 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 we can go there. Yes, I can show. No problem. Yes. Of course. Easy. Well, let's let's take care of that so it doesn't infest th this war in here. I would hate to see any more of the Skraling suffer to these creatures. Potato yeah. humans haven't been too bad. From what I've heard, uh, the, the humans are getting smaller uh, in number. The scrailing are growing, but there are many scrailing in that war, and I fear for what might happen should this creature... You don't think... You don't think that creature we heard in the dark is one of those... Orchard bats they spoke about, just bigger in size. Oh, that's a scary mm. thought, Gunk. Could be. My sounded like a wyvern, or, or but it could have easily been one of those things if it's grown to giant size. Yes. Or both. It could be a wyvern with a parasite. Hmm. I, I, I should tell you that the, the, the orchard, the forest that I traveled through, I don't think that those creatures were the only dangers in there. I, I sensed something else, but I could not quite put my finger on it. But it was, we should be very careful, very vigilant uh, in all our travels within it. Uh, it is not a safe place in any respect. I agree. Mm. All right, you have rested, you've made your lunch for the day, and you are heading to the orchard, correct? Correct. Yes. Mm -hmm. All right. It is not a difficult trek, uh, especially with uh, Gunk having already been there. However, with the rain before, uh, from the entire night, there aren't any real tracks to follow anymore. So Gunk is working mostly off memory. I do want someone to give me a scouting roll uh, with a plus one because of Gunk having already been there. Uh, I can do that with my talent. I get an extra die if I remember right for Pathfinder. Yep. Okay. So now that I'm back to normal, Five wits, two scouting, one bonus die, uh, two successes. I'm not going to push it because I got a couple of ones too. All right. 
you are making your way through a different route than there was before. Uh, but eventually you start finding the rows of trees that uh, Gunk had seen. It doesn't look exactly like the way Gunk had come from, but this is definitely the right direction. This orchard looks like they used to be apple trees. Uh, there's quite a few smaller trees that have grown up in between these rows. It's obvious that it's not been maintained anymore. No one's come through and uh, cleared the area. As you start getting closer to where Gunk remembered that pond being, there's a strange sort of webbing on some of these trees. Uh, it, it's hard to say webbing because it's not necessarily like silk or anything like that. Uh, it looks leathery in a way. Uh, there are cocoons hanging from some of these branches. And it looks very similar to the ones that you found in the Scrayling Warren uh, back by Roachdale. This is unpleasant. I mean, Bacha would just be destroying them as soon as he came across them. The scale here, there are hundreds uh, throughout all of these trees. Bacho, you cut down the first one. It's larger than the ones you've seen before. Uh, actually, I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if Gunk brought it up or not. Um, I, but Gunk would be able to tell you that it's larger. And the creature inside, after you smash it, if you remember, the last one seemed like a leathery bat with four wings and a long proboscis. This one is similar. It's got the same shape the same four wings and the body structure, but the leathery skin seems to have hardened into a sort of exoskeleton. And you can see where there was a sort of attachment on its face, but now it's fallen off or just changed. And it's an opening with just circles and circles of teeth. Mm. We may have to burn this. Mirren's already got a torch out. <laughs> yes, I agree. Perhaps we should do that on our way out. As we are going mm. to the pond, we would not want to trap ourselves in here mm. with the fire. Good point, Gunk. Good point. We fired on the way out. Okay, I'm just going to hold this torch for like safety and security for myself. All right, you move closer and closer. Eventually, you see the the clearing up ahead. Gunk, you would be able to see a little glint of the green ice and water, and you feel like you've found it. Coming up to the edge, uh, you would see that those worms and eels are still writhing underneath. Uh, still spinning and roiling, almost as if they've been doing this the whole time since you've left. But Gunk, now that you're looking up and about, you see throughout these trees, there are more of these cocoons and husks just throughout this entire orchard. 
are there uh, is there evidence of husks that have already uh, like like the husk by that you mean like it's a cocoon that has been hatched is am I understanding that correctly there would be a few that have hatched most of them don't look like they have been okay and in terms of the size uh I know we heard the whooshing of the of the wings last night but gunk is working operating on a theory perhaps that these creatures have or, or possibly responsible. So uh, the size, I know it's hard to uh, kind of put it together, but they, they are so significant that they could uh, affect a, a horse, not, not just merely a, a small rodent or anything. The size from what you saw last night would not line up. That creature had to be very large, like at least a wyvern, like Bacho said. Okay. Uh, these are more uh, anywhere from like a seagull to like a rooster size. Uh, they're still pretty large. So when I was here last, a, uh, the earth mother gave me a sign. She sent a, uh, a wolf to the edge of the water or the edge of the pond. And that is when I saw the, the creatures rolling over each other. Unfortunately, I do not think that we could set these ablaze. Uh, we must Figure another, another path, I suppose. And these are these the creatures in the pond are are individual creatures or not? Yes, looking at them, they don't appear to be like a single creature with many many tentacles because the movements are too chaotic uh, and uncoordinated. They're twisting and turning around each other. Uh, it, it really. It feels as if you reached into a pile of compost and you have a handful of worms and they're just wiggling and twisting around each other, except on a much, much larger scale. Uh, a lot of these things are wider than uh, the tree trunk of an oak. Holy crap. Uh, can we see how deep this pool is? There isn't any way to see it because of these creatures. The, the silhouettes constantly uh, brushing up and thumping the ice. Ice has to be so thick to be able to handle uh, this much shaking without cracking. I don't know, Gunk. I have I have no way of fighting a swarm of eels. I have no ideas, and I am, in truth, brother, I am. I am a bit exhausted and exasperated at everywhere we travel, we encounter these things. And every time we try to solicit help from locals, we are turned away. At what point does this cease to be our responsibility and it is theirs to take care of themselves? Mm. I'm with you, brother. I say we burn the forest about us and withdraw back to the whaling outpost and wait for this contact of Zaldrin's. And if the town doesn't want to deal with their problems, well, there's nothing else we can do. Perhaps the fire itself will draw them out and they'll see for themselves that they have an issue to, to solve. That was what I was also going to say is maybe because Gunk, you spoke with the Skraylings and they just wanted to see one or something, right? 
I could, we could fetch one of these squarelings, bring them here, show them what they see. But what are they going to do? I, I, well, I love my people, but they are, they are not warriors by and large. They are huh, scavengers. They are peaceful. They, they will be swallowed whole by these things. And I know we don't really like them, but one of the guards, one of the Skraylings might help bring them to awareness at least. And then we can burn the forest as proof. We show them proof and then we got rid of it as quickly as possible. But the thing is, we're in the warmest month, but the ice is still thick enough to hold them. Maybe they can drill down and start poisoning them over time. Not about the poisoning idea, but I don't know if we would want to take out this source of water here if it does melt at some point. Do you think they're drinking from here? That seems like a bad idea. Mm. Well, this place is haunted, so I do not think eh, no one comes to this place it's intentionally. Okay. Perhaps a stream or such somewhere feeds it, but as all water so, does in one way or another. So could we potentially put poison down there and try to kill them that way? I, I am not opposed to this, but where are we going to get such quantity of poison? Well, that's where I was thinking you could bring the town in and they can fund that endeavor. And we just burn the forest. And we just burn the forest, yeah. And there is a little bit of fire. It's always fun. I should we... point out that it's still uh, softly raining. Uh, I did roll for the weather and uh, it's still cold and raining. And now we can't even burn the forest. Gunk kicks it, something. It, the storm never actually let up. That's it. Well. Let's just get on the boat and go. Always yeah. oh, raining. Bacho just, oh, you know, he he sh he shakes like a dog and whips his tail about. And he's like, I don't care for the soft skins. I don't care what they do. Merit, if you want to tell them of this and drag one of their number out here, that's fine. But I have no more time for those who have no time to protect themselves. I mean, I agree, but uh, I mean, Gunk... You didn't mention all these cocoons when you told your story. I am. Um, so I just want to clarify with the timeline. I haven't been back to the Skraling since I saw this. So correct. So like they don't actually know. So I still I still want to go back at some point. But I got had to run back to the to the town to get you guys. So they don't they're not even aware yet. I did not. They see do that. know the area is haunted, but they don't know specifically what the threat is, other than what you told the Rat King about the Skaden. I have made the contact with the Rat King. I can return. Uh, I can fetch a, a scout, someone of knowledge, someone of respect who they might be listened to, perhaps. Uh, but uh, but that will only help them. I don't know about okay. these. As you're talking, you do hear a bit of buzzing coming from the woods as well. I think it's quite dangerous. Okay, um, here's what I'm thinking. Uh, if if Gunk, if you can go get someone from the Skraylings, Zaldrin, you've got an elf friend. I know we also don't like the knife ears, but you have an elf friend. Persuade, maybe, or steal a child again. That worked. Um, and then... <laughs> No, and then I'm going to go. I, I got. 
I got the guard to help teach me some archery so I can try to persuade them perhaps to come. And then Bacho, you can help Zaldrin maybe steal the elf because they'll probably be the least uh, likely to come. Mm. I'll go with Gunk. That's fair. He's my fur brother. We'll stick together. All right. That, well then. Bacho just picks Gunk up, puts him on his shoulder and starts loping off towards the scrailing den. Before you're able to do that, uh, you grab Gunk and the buzzing gets even louder. And you look around and you see from across the pond birds flying at you, something making a very loud noise. They get closer and closer, faster than you can even start moving away. And we are going to go into initiative here. Yep. But you're right. It shouldn't be our problem. We need to make it everyone's problems. All right. Uh, feel free to move your tokens around wherever you feel like you would be. I mean, I'd be wherever. Well, As these that's fine. large insectoid creatures, very similar to the ones that you've already crushed a few of, uh, very large, uh, the size of a rooster or so, uh, are buzzing around. Each one of these tokens represents an entire swarm of them. Uh, multiple uh, of these skaden in a sort of cloud. And the wings are moving so rapidly that it creates this humming sound uh, that it almost hurts your ears with how high-pitched it is. All right, can you guys see everything? Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and roll initiative. All right. Uh-oh. Anyone want to change initiative? No, it's okay. Yeah. Uh, Zaldrin, you can take my five. Okay. She looks at her spear and wonders what her spear is going to do. Uh, fortunately for you all, these Skaden are going first. Uh, so they will be moving into range. Um, it's going to take uh, their entire action to get close to you here. So Zaldrin and Mirren, uh, you were the two closest to these swarms. Uh, and they start flying at you. And these uh, creatures, they're not necessarily flying around you, but they're like flying into you. They're like uh, bumping into you. A uh, few of them are like trying to land on you. You move your arms and uh, fly them off, uh, swat them off. Their heads look like small little skulls uh, with big black eyes and then those teeth. And they are just trying to burrow into you, uh, but they don't get a full attack yet. So it is Zaldrin's turn. So I've. I mean, I've got my spear, so um, am I able to try to? Yeah, they're they're still very large creatures. Um, They count as a flock. A flock counts as a single monster. A single attack against a flock can never inflict more than one point of damage. 
So you can still uh, get at them, but it's going to be a little bit more difficult to do large amounts of damage. Okay. Um... Could just run away. <laughs> we can only do one one point of damage in attack. We'll be here forever. Can we do kind of a swing and a swing while running kind of a thing? Uh, is running away a fast action or a slow action? Fast. Then you absolutely can. Yeah. Retreat is fast. You're right. Uh, One success. One success. All right. Uh, These guys don't have any armor, uh, and they spent their whole uh, turn moving, so they cannot dodge either. Uh, So your spear... Uh, just strikes out and just gouges one. Uh, It has a strange exoskeleton, so you can't necessarily pierce through it, Uh, but you slice it and the wings fall off and it just falls to the ground. There's still a a large swarm around you, though. You want to roll to retreat? Oh, sorry. That's a roll. Uh, Yes, I believe it is a move move action. All right. Okay. Technically, you can't have any enemies at arm's length. Uh, This is a swarm, though, and they're not necessarily going to be able to, uh, like, swing at you or hold you back, and you're not necessarily in, like, a defensive position because of that. So I, I think you can go ahead and roll for it. Okay. Um... Uh, two successes. All right. So you do have to get this swarm off of you somehow, and you probably just go into a nearby thicket or a bush and just dive through, just brute forcing yourself through it so that they get caught behind you and you're able to clear out and get away from the fight. Okay. Mirren, you were up. Well, seeing Zaldrin sort of go and dive through this bush, uh, Mirren will follow along quickly. Um, it's a fast action to to retreat. To retreat, mm-hmm. yes. Uh, would I be able to... I would still want to at least draw my weapon. Um, yeah, I don't you, think- you made the motion earlier that you were getting your weapon ready, so it's fair to say that that happened before combat. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, can I get a few pot shots as I run away? Absolutely. Uh, so it'll be the, the slow action to attack, and mm-hmm. uh, because you're a fast shooter, you don't need to ready it. Uh, and then it'll be the fast action to move. So go ahead and make your attack first. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to burn a willpower so I can shoot twice again as well. Just I've got so much willpower. Um, but yes, let me, let me get sorry, all of that. Uh, that is two, five, and there we go. Uh, two successes on the first one. And then on the second arrow, I've got one success. All right, so both arrows hit a target with the swarm uh, flying about. 
it's hard to miss. You just fire into the cloud, and two of them drop down with each arrow, or one with each arrow. Uh, go ahead and roll your move to get away. Uh, yes, let me roll. That is just straight five. Uh, one six. Okay, that's enough. Uh, you're probably hot on Zaldrin's heels, uh, mm. going through the same uh, thicket. Uh, the buzzing is still happening, but it's getting quieter and quieter as you continue on. That brings us to our third Skaden, who uh, it looks like it's closest to Gunk, uh, but it's taking its full turn to get there again. Uh, so, Bacho, you are up. Now, did Bacho already successfully pick up Gunk? Uh, yeah, actually, that's that's fair. You did say that you were going to do that. Uh, so it would be right next to both of you then. Okay, so I'm going to retreat uh, with my fast action, and then I'm going to use my slow action to run away. Okay. Uh, you're going to retreat twice then? Well, I'm going to retreat, which takes you from near, which takes you from arm's length to near, and then uh, run away takes you way far away. I was saying that with this swarm, you don't necessarily need to get arm's length away uh, because they're not necessarily, uh, you're not in a fighting stance in the same way that you have to like separate. So but if yes, you want to just, just roll to run away, absolutely, go ahead. I am just running away then with, uh, with my good pal Gunk. Let me see here. Okay, agility is three. Move is one. Uh, I will push it. Uh, one six. One six. And uh, Gunk, are you okay saying that you are running away with him? You're letting him take you? Of course. Do you want to take an action as that's happening? Uh, I would not have my, uh, my crossbow out at the moment. Uh, so I'll say I'll just draw it. It'll be my action and have it at the ready. Okay. Uh, that is enough, though. Uh, you all have exited the combat. Uh, these swarms are having trouble uh, making their way through the thicker parts of the forest that you guys uh, chose to retreat through. They're not able to follow you as much. It, it also seems like they can't necessarily track. Uh, as you get further away, you feel safer and safer. You can't hear the buzzing as much. Uh, likely it's because you were in the open that they were able to spot you in the first place. Mm. What are you guys enough doing? You've gotten... Yeah, go ahead. Eno enough of this hell. Let's tell everyone as we said we were going to do, and then let's leave this cursed town behind. Mm. We'll take the ship as Zaldrin has requested. We'll do this mission. And let us get away from this place. Definitely a city soon to be a graveyard. Um, we need to go by the war, and I care not for the people in that accursed city, but I want to at least speak with my scrading brethren and give them a moment, an opportunity. Let them know exactly what I have seen now that we have been inside the orchard. So, Mirren and Zaldrin, if you are going to warn them in the town, we'll go to the war and. And then we'll meet back at the whaling camp. Yes, it sounds, uh, yes, that sounds agreeable. We'll, sh sh yeah, then we can just show them where to go. Right. So the party splits up. Um, I'm not going to ask for scouting checks this time. Uh, you're going along the, the same 
basically the same route that you went. Uh, Bacho and Zaldren, you're heading towards town, you said. Uh, so you're able to retrace your steps a little bit more. Oh, you're not? Mirin I'm sorry. You're going to the whaling camp. Mirren and Zaldren. Okay. Are going to town. And Bacho and uh, Gunk are going to the Scrayland Warring. Yes. Uh, so you guys, uh, you, you stay as a group for a little bit. And then once you get closer to the edge of the forest where it starts to thin out, that's when Bacho and Gunk start to split off. Um, it doesn't take long to get to the Warren. It's closer than the town. Uh, it's in the middle of the day now. Uh, there's just a bustle of activity as Gunk, you're incredibly used to at this point. Uh, Scrailing are moving all over the place. There are sleds being pulled back and forth. Uh, some sleds are going to uh, fields nearby, and you can tell that they've got buckets and buckets of compost being pulled from the town. Other sleds are full of potatoes and heading towards the town. A lot of other uh, scrailing are going in and out of the Warrens. It almost seems as if there's even more activity uh, in preparation for the long night coming. Gunk, you want to head straight to the Rat King, you said? Yes, please. Okay. Uh, Bacho, you're going to have trouble going through these Warrens, but you absolutely can if you want. No, Bacho will just stay outside. Okay. Uh, Gunk, I'm not going to need a roll for you to get through there. However, I do want a. Oh, what's it going to be? I'm going to regret a scouting not roll from you. Grab for a buddy. Uh, there's uh, two successes. You're making your way through the crowd and you head into the Warren and there is a, a den that opens up a little bit. It's full of scrailing uh, and it's one of the closest to the entrance. So people uh, scrailing are coming and going. There's one scrailing that you almost didn't see. You were just heading straight to the Rat King. But these snow blind eyes caught your uh, vision. You look over, and you see just five steps away from you is Tulip. She appears to be mending some sort of fabric, uh, staying off to the side. Hasn't looked up. Well, I mean, looked up. She's blind, so she hasn't noticed you. Gunk will go over. And uh, he will say, uh, uh, hello, old friend. Uh, do you recognize uh, this voice? Her ears immediately flatten back. How could I forget it? Right. So, okay. Um, I'm going to set aside... Uh, Pleasantries, I can sense you are, you do not want to uh, speak uh, with me, and that is fine, I understand this. Uh, but uh, I, I, I merely hope that you will listen, uh, and you might help, because I have information for, uh, for, for your people here. Uh, there is a great danger uh, outside, of, uh, outside of this warren. And um, I know that I have uh, 
I have uh, my uh, my own uh, past ills and problems uh, to atone for, and this is um, this is only a small uh, small percentage of that. Uh, but uh, I have seen it, I have experienced it. It is uh, it is not my doing. I promise you that I have been here a mere two days, and it has been a horrible two days. But there is a terrible danger. And it's not far, and I fear that the the, the scaling of this war, there are so many, I fear they are in great danger. And I only ask that you will uh, help me make the leaders of this place, the elders, the Rat King, help them understand this so that they can flee while there is a chance to flee. Give me a manipulation here. A push. Yeah, push. That's, that's a fail. Why is it that you are always surrounded by death? Tulip, I understand you're angry. And I understand that you blame me for what happened. But get the hell off of it. You joined me. No one forced you to go into those tunnels with me. Okay? You came with me. Free of charge. And if it were not for me, and I have thought about this for a very long time, if it were not for me, and if it were not for my magic, then we would both be dead. So go, be angry at me. I am sorry you are in the state you are in. But oh, take your little petulant anger and get the rest of your people killed because of it. You see a tear uh, well up in, her, in the snow-blind eyes. She turns her head away, blinks heavily. This is the last time I'll say this. You were right. I never should have followed you. <laughs> followed me? Followed me? You are my senior. You are older than me. You are the one who grabbed my hand and brought me into the tunnels. You are the one who led me into the darkness, not the other way around. No, 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 no. Do not put this on me. This is on you. If it, if anyone is to blame for what happened to you, it is you, not me. The gun did not do none of, you, did none of this. Of course you were always the one causing trouble, causing chaos, sowing seeds of death and pain. <sighs> you are... You are a sad state of what you once were. Curious, interesting. You are as curious as I. Yeah, you have become sad. Yeah, you are better than this. Losing sight, very terrible thing, yes, but there are other senses. Yeah, perhaps you will come to them one day. You will not blame Gunk just because I was curious, just as you are. Yeah, lead me. Lead me. Who do you think you are? I am gunk. I have gone places. I have I have traveled. I have helped people. I come here and listen to this. Ugh. Trying to help this place. And this is what I hear. How dare you? How dare I am you? I blind. And you... You just... 
infuriate me. Well, well, Tulip, you are blind, and that is a, that is a tragedy, and it was an accident, and I was doing what I could to save us, and yes, so something bad happened to you. I am very sorry for that, but it is not as though my life in solitude has been better. Every one of you blamed me for everything. As if I was the cause of things. I was not. I was not. Uh, you are the people who hide your heads. You, you stick your heads in sand. You block off tunnels. No, we cannot learn our history. No, we cannot learn where we are from. Ah, perhaps it is good that you are blind. Because you are just like they were. Unwilling to see. Unwilling to see what is below us. What powers lie underneath there. And if we can harness it. Then perhaps we can protect all of our people. And not that the pink skins, the uh, who 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 just throw the refuse and trash on us, be the ones to lord over us. No, 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 that is fine. Stay down here. Do not here. hear yourself. You you've learned nothing. Yeah. They blamed you because of that. You constantly push and push and push, and you make things worse. And I was your biggest defender, and I have paid the price. Yeah, yeah. They blamed me because I was a easy scapegoat. Uh, I push, but by comparison, you all are sloths. You do nothing. You revel around in the filth. You go nowhere. You don't build industry. You dig in the dirt. You let the, the humans walk over you. Literally walk over you. Ah, uh, I have learned plenty. Plenty I have. Yes, you can't see this, but I have a crown now, you see. I have a crown. <laughs> I have learned things, and I have, I, I have done things that you, uh, you can't even dream of. <laughs> You've become just like the humans, then. You even wear a crown. You wish to, you wish for more. You always wish for more. You don't need more. Yes. Yes, I do. What is life but not trying for more? Ah. Oh, so we sprout in some feces-filled tunnel from parents that will abandon us at the, at the first opportunity, and then they wander around the tunnels. Uh, we're raised by whoever it is that we can be raised by, and we can't, we can't, Dream for more? We can't try to achieve more? We can't find other things? Nah. Uh, uh, no, 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 no. If this, is, if this is the life you want, then you take it. You go right ahead. You are good at it now, Tulip. Yes, age. Age. And this, this wallowing that you have become, it just suits you well. Suits you quite well. When I said I never wish to hear your voice again, I meant it. Hmm. Well, I suppose I should deafen you as well, for I will be not, I will not be silenced. Ah. I, if you will not help me, fine. I will go find the Rat King on my own. Yeah. You see a slight flinch when you say deafen her as well, as if she was almost worried. Be gone. I'm leaving. Because I choose to, not 
because you tell me to. For I have important matters to attend to. I have to save you and your people. But you sit there and wallow. I am sure that will help them. And then he moves away. You get a little bit further down the tunnel, and there's a lot of noise and chaos. But through a pause in some of the bustle, you feel like you hear a quiet sobbing. But by then you're already moving on. And the sound quickly fades. You start making your way to the Rat King. Mirren Zaldrin, what are you planning on doing when you're heading towards the whaling camp? Nope. Uh, we're going back to town. I'm sorry, town. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's okay. Um, so... Mirren, for Mirren, her idea is to go to the Undercity, start there, grab the innkeeper, um, and then go up to the gate uh, within the uh, the old building that sunks where the guards would allow you to go through right, because right. he had allowed, taught, helped to teach her archery. So um, grab, and she's going to try to persuade that guard specifically. And also then we can get Zaldrin up into the upper city to go bother her elf patron. So you Subtly. want to take the tavern keeper with you to the upper part of the town? Yes, it will make sense when we get there. Okay. Uh, that's skip over that conversation but i do want a manipulation check if you can convince her to leave her tavern uh with Birik. so my point was do you want to find out what's happening to your mom and i will roll a manipulation take a plus Short one shorthand of that conversation that i was planning in my head um yes i'm sorry okay. <laughs> it's okay uh we should go quickly and then a plus one all right uh, that is one success. Should I All roll right. for would uh, pushing it help? No, w when it comes to these kind of things, I try to say one success is enough. Okay. Um, so Della at first looked at you kind of strangely. Uh, she is wary of you all, uh, after what happened. But not ungrateful, just that you were there for, for a very traumatic time. When you mention what happened to her mom, uh, she softens a little bit. She did pass away. I Sorry for your loss. I will follow you. It's... And then she... Sorry, go ahead. Uh, you have, as an innkeeper and a place where everybody comes to drink, you have more power under this city than you think in terms of communication and spreading words. If I can't get anyone in the upper city, at least you can know and help. I I think you give me more credit, but I, I will do what I can. Don't think I... you give yourself enough. Also teach me to cook when I come back because I need that skill. I'll see what Birik can do. Uh, and she talks to Birik in the back, and uh, he comes forward and uh, starts handling the tavern. Uh, it's not that busy right now, uh, so it's not too big of a deal. 
uh, and she starts following you to the amphitheater. Uh, it's a good bit of walk away. Uh, Zaldrin, I didn't ask, what were you doing with uh, Ven and Cloud before you got into town? Uh, sorry, what did you say, Weird? Maybe Bacho, we can let Bacho babysit the horses. <laughs> if Bacho is willing. Bacho will watch the horses. The it may not go well, back. but he will do it. <laughs> so Bacho took the horses with him to the Warren then. Uh, and the two of you are making your way up the amphitheater. Uh, it costs a silver per person to get into the upper town. Uh, Ella does not have that kind of money to spare. I have paid well, her silver. Pay it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, Miran, Ailston, the, the guard who you met last time, was not working today. Uh, it was a different guard. Oh, uh, excellent. Where's you can ask, uh, I think he's dealing with the mess at the corral, uh, trying to shore up defenses. So he's outside the city right now. Yes. Excellent. He's going to be way easier to kidnap now with Aldrin. This is great. Uh, oh, yes. Let's go get yes. your elf. Oh, yes. Uh this didn't go very well for me last time, but we will certainly try. It's okay. I'm here to support you. And uh, we can... I'm sure there's a potato bag we can use somewhere around here if we need to. All right. Uh, so the three of you are then heading to the very rich part of town, a uh, good distance away, uh, to try and see if... Uh, your friend who blackmailed you is actually your friend at all. Uh, Spoiler alert. bag is for. <laughs> no. Bacho, what are you doing during all of this? Uh, Bacho is just trying to make sure that he keeps both of the horses alive. He's not very skilled at it, so he is literally just outside the, the entrance to the warren, waiting for Gunk to return and keeping the horses alive. His eyes are on a swivel. I mean, he's... Roll he's, animal handling minus two, since you don't know what you're talking about. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. That's fine. It'll be a, it'll be a very, very, very difficult roll for me. It'll be zero <laughs> no, dice. No, <laughs> uh, the horses will be able to survive for a couple hours uh, with you nearby. Uh, Gunk, uh, we're going to say that you were able to work your way through the Warrens, uh, speak to the Rat King. Uh, he was just as receptive this time as he was last time might wonder why you're in a little bit of a bad mood uh but he uh won't say too much other than offering some support and saying that he uh will do what he can however the scrayling are not equipped for that kind of challenge and i think Go. this is a good place to end for the night sorry no i was gonna say equip for the challenge to fight them or to flee uh, to fight them, to to clear it out. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I thought you were talking about like poisoning and stuff like that. Uh, I mean, he'll he'll broach whatever options, but definitely says fleeing might be a good idea. The problem with fleeing is that they have a week of darkness ahead of them, so that is a very daunting prospect of its own. 
Right, because you but, know, uh, week of darkness with those things in your backyard, totally easy, easy week. <laughs> <laughs> we can seal the tunnels. We can bury ourselves for a week. We can leave after. You know best. I have done, Gunk has done what he can. It is, Gunk has done what he can. You'll mumble, you'll leave and mumble, go out to, to Bacho at that point. And just look at him and be like, brother, I hate everybody but the pack. That is the way it should always be. It's only the pack and meat. Good. And this is where we will end for the night. Of nervously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The ears go back. Uh, Thank you all. Uh, I had a great session. I appreciate you being good sports. Uh, you guys went, th you tore through coal so fast. Uh, it was a thing of beauty. Uh, it was really artwork. Uh, let's do some shout outs. Uh, Aaron, what do you got going on at Garbleg? Let's see. Tomorrow at 1 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time, we'll be back for some more Crossbones and Shillings. That's the Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay 4th Edition Pirate Campaign that's under that's just kind of gotten started. Uh, we'll be in the Sea of Claws doing some piratical stuff. Then on Thursday at the same time, I believe Ben is going to be running some Dune if uh, memory serves correct. And then Thursday night at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, uh, Jeff and I will be back playing some Star Wars Edge of Empire. So that'll be a good time. All right. And uh, Jeff, what's going on with all the gaggers? Uh, so we got no games on Friday or Saturday this week. Uh, so no Blade Runner, no One Ring. But we'll be back next Monday with Horror on the Orient Express for Call of Cthulhu. Uh, and we'll be back to our normally scheduled stuff at that point. Uh, but you can also check out the YouTube page, of, of course, Adventures in Lolly Gag. We've got all of our games, current and older, uh, past campaigns up there. So go take a look at it. And plenty of stuff we have now in podcast format between the Adventures in Lolly Gagging feed, which has this game right here, uh, but also the Waking Angmar and Lolly Gagging in the Orient Express. So lots of stuff that you can find as well. Awesome. Uh, are we going to raid someone? Uh, indeed we are. I've got Lost Caravan RPG, uh, good, kind folk who raid us quite often, so we're going to pay back that favor. So if all of y'all could go ahead and follow that raid, and when you get there, follow them, uh, that would be really, really cool. Uh, thank you to everyone who hung out tonight. Thank you to all of you through some bits and some subs and all that kind of good stuff, uh, and we will catch you next time. So, bye-bye. Good night. Thanks.